Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the SoCo Show, episode six. Six. <laughs> here with me today is Cody Michael. Hello. I'm Seth Ott. And we're here to talk to you about a uh, whole bunch of random garbage. A whole bunch. There's a lot of news this week. There is. A lot of news this week. Uh, let's start with this. Did you have a fun weekend? Yeah. <laughs> I know I did. Uh, you guys at home, if, if you remember from last week, Seth and I were in Vegas. Vegas. Vegas, baby. Over the weekend, um, us and uh, we had a group of nine, uh, nine guys from our fantasy football league. So uh, every year we try to do a trip. So we went out there. We had a ball. It was oh, fun. Yeah. It was fun. Oh, we did a lot of a lot of drinking, a lot of hanging out, a lot of gambling. Too much gambling for me. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> for you especially. Yeah, for me especially. Too much, too much, uh, too much time at the blackjack table. But that's okay because I made some baller draft picks, yeah. and uh, my team's gonna win it all. Doubtful. Um, so let's get to news. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the just just to kind of set the scene just a little bit for those who weren't there. The first night we get there, um, we got got in Vegas around like eleven o'clock their time. I'd say got at the house we were staying at about midnight. Um, some guys were pretty drunk from prior to the plane, so that you know that'll happen. We won't go into detail into detail about that. But what I what I will get into detail about is uh, so Cody and a couple other guys decided to go down to Palms, which is pretty close to where we were staying. And me and a couple other guys who were still awake uh, decided to stay in, grab some food. Pretty tired, so. You know, me and the other guy staying at home, go to bed, wake up the next morning, and the guys had Cody that Cody had went out went out with were home, and Cody was not. <laughs> and I was reading books. <laughs> so Cody's been known to, to gamble for a very a very long amount of time, <laughs> but uh, this one was this one was different because this had been an all night stay, and and we tried calling him, phone was dead, super dead. Um, that's that's why I kept gambling was because. I couldn't get, call a car home. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it took a couple guys going out to uh, find him. Luckily, he was still at the same table. Um, I got a text of... we might put, I'm going to put that up on the uh, the Twitter page, actually, <laughs> uh, of the picture of Cody at, at the table um, for... He'd been there for about 12 hours. It was a long, a long time. Uh, and I, I didn't win a lot of money, uh, or any. I, I lost some. But what was, fun, what was fun about that was that... Um, it was like 9, 9 a.m. when they came and, and found me and we went home and then we just like ate breakfast and went about our day. So I flat out didn't sleep. Yeah. And I haven't done that in a long I did it for two days. Mm-hmm. Did not sleep. So you, you I am still incapable of like doing certain motor skills because of the lack of sleep I've gotten. You did nod off for like 10 minutes. Uh, I remember <laughs> during when we came back that day because we had our draft Olympics to determine our order and we had gotten, we'd stopped in the middle because we were all drunk and hungry and we got like an assessment amount of dominoes. Oh my God. It was $80 worth of dominoes. You know how hard it is to order $80 worth of dominoes. And so all nine of us just went to town on this dominoes. And, uh, there's a point where I remember looking over at Cody with, he had a, he had a plate on like his stomach and he was just like, like <laughs> it was like at 2 PM. It was ugly. It was but ugly. And then we finished our draft and went out and gambled some more. So. Yeah. It was a fun, it was a really fun weekend. And um, any of the guys from the league, if you're out there, shout out to you guys. It was a real fun time. You all and, suck. And uh, when I am champion, we'll, uh, we'll take another trip next season. It's going to be great. 
All right, so let's get into the show. We got, hey, there's a shitload of news this week. Yeah. Uh, which is funny because we were worried. We got, it was, today's Tuesday, it was Monday, and, and we were like, dude, there's no, there's no news. Mm-hmm. And between Monday and today, shitload of news. Yeah. So, so much news. Well, then we're going to do a quick follow-up uh, from last week with Annabelle. Yeah, yeah, so we'll, we'll start in movies. Movie. So, uh, if you, if you listened last week, you, you heard me describe the plot of Annabelle creation, uh, to Seth, and I, I just saw a news story that made me kind of laugh. Apparently, there was a woman in South America who went to see Annabelle Creation and went into a complete hysterical fit outside of the movie theater. Like, she leaves the theater, and then she, like, collapsed on the floor and started screaming things about Jesus. <laughs> and it, and everyone was so worried about what had happened, and people had to, like, come get her and take her away. She was in complete hysterics from whatever she saw. I guess it was the demons in it. <laughs> She had started acting really weird in the theater when the demons started happening, and then eventually just freaked the hell out, like complete breakdown <laughs> outside the theater. And the movie was scary in certain parts, but not that scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I'm not super sensitive to demon stuff like like she was. Yeah, uh, it but, was really weird too. After you described the movie to me last week, I I was out upstairs screaming, crying for demons. <laughs> so yeah, the scary parts really got to you. I know how sensitive you are. To demons. <laughs> Mostly just because I was looking at your face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Okay, so so for other movies, uh, this was weird. Because we were in Vegas, we didn't... No ride home last week. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't get to put up a video. But we I watched a couple movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just want to talk briefly about those. One of them I watched was... Uh, I watched it yesterday. And it's Oh Hello on Broadway. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix. And if you don't know what Oh Hello is, it's a... Um, it's a couple characters that Nick Kroll and John Mulaney do, and there's like they're like these weird old like Jewish playboys, and they're super weird. And um, they do a bit called "Too Much Tuna," where they have like celebrities come to this diner with them, mm-hmm. and then they have the waiter bring them a tuna sandwich that has like too much tuna on it, <laughs> but it's never like way too much tuna. It's always just, like, a little too much. So the, the celebrity guest usually never even says anything mm-hmm. until they, like, prod them and say, like, what do you think of that amount of tuna? <laughs> <laughs> and then the celebrity will finally go, I don't know, I, I think it's maybe a little too much tuna. And then they freak out and, like, have a bunch of dingers and stuff. <laughs> so th- from that little bit that was, I think, on Kroll Show, or uh-huh. I don't know what, what it was on, um, they now got a Broadway show. And so this was, like, a recording of their live Broadway show. What the hell? And it's super weird and quirky and very... Um, tongue-in-cheek very satirical mm-hmm. um it was hilarious i loved it those guys are so funny both those guys <laughs> they get me um so that was really funny i'd encourage if you're into like the really irreverent satirical um just kind of weird outlandish kind of humor i think you'll dig this mm-hmm. uh, so that one was good the other movie i watched which was last night late last night uh we talked about it a couple weeks ago. did we talk about it on the podcast or did i just talk about it to you i think we just talked about it um anyway it's it's called what happened to monday and it's a Netflix original uh, with a really interesting premise. So I was really excited to watch this. It's the future, and there is overpopulation, and so they limit families to only one child. And if there is a second child, if there's a sibling, then they will take the sibling and they'll cryo-freeze them. And with the idea that they'll thaw the siblings when we figure out a solution to the overpopulation or mm. we're able to recolonize... And it's this big point of political debate. Um, But also in the future, what sucks about it is that because of all of the um, 
bioengineering that we've had to do to get food enough for everybody, mm-hmm. a side effect of that food is that there are a lot more twins and triplets and shit born. Huh. And so there's a ton of these siblings, and they're all getting frozen. And Willem Dafoe's daughter has a litter of seven kids. There are seven identical daughters. She dies in childbirth, so Willem Dafoe, the grandpa, is left to take care of these seven girls. Mm-hmm. And every girl is played by Numi Rapace, who was in um, Prometheus. Mm. And uh, she does like the Nutty Professor thing where she plays each of them, and, but they have like different hairstyles and stuff. Mm-hmm. And what happens is that he names each of the girls Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday through Sunday. And... In order to act like they aren't all people, they all pretend to be the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on Monday, the girl named Monday goes out and she pretends her name is uh, Karen Setman. Mm. And then on Tuesday, the girl named Tuesday goes out and she pretends to be Karen Setman. So they're always like having to put on makeup and stuff to look exactly the same. And they all have to like debrief each other at the end of the day so that they know what happened so that they continue to talk to the same people, have the same job and stuff. Okay. And then one day, Monday doesn't come home. And I won't say anything more, but the whole rest of the movie, they're all trying to figure out, just like the title says, what happened to Monday. And it's got a lot of interesting little twists and turns, a lot of really good action. There's some hyper-violent shit in this. Oh, really? Yeah, it gets it gets pretty action movie for a while. But it's also a really cool kind of what's going on, who done it kind of caper kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Really interesting movie. It, it, it doesn't blow the rough off or anything, but an interesting one. If you've got a couple hours to kill and you're looking for something on Netflix, um, I'd give it a recommend. That's that's a good one, and I won't spoil any more of it, but there's some good stuff in there. I'll check that out. Did you watch anything? Have you watched anything lately, movie-wise? Um, No. I tried watching that the Message of the King one, which was cool. From what I watched, I fell asleep. So, I have no idea what you're talking um, about. The one with uh, Chadwick Boseman, isn't that? Uh, Black Panther. Black Panther, yeah. He, uh, he comes back. He's he's from South Africa. He comes back and his sister's dead, so he just goes on a rampage tour. Um, oh jeez! I watched like forty minutes of it. It's pretty cool. I'll have to finish that. But uh, he there's a part where he says the title in it, so you know it's awesome uh-huh. because he like <laughs> he like uses I think a rope or something to like wham some guy's head down, and he goes, "This is a message from the king." <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I gotta watch that. Yeah. I, I've never heard of this, but Chad Chad with Bozen's yeah, he, so. he whoops ass in it. I, I like I, it. I have to finish it. So besides those, a lot of lot of movie news. Uh, a lot of movie news in the last few days. A couple. Um, we'll start with the superhero stuff, uh, which it seems like every week there's some of this shit. Yeah. I just heard today that there's going to be a Joker origin movie. Hmm. What do you think? I think uh, knowing no other information. Yeah. Doesn't Joker origin movie kind of irk you? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't. I mean, again, I'll see it, but um, I don't. Part of the cool thing about Joker is he doesn't really have an origin. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just evil for the sake of being evil, and he's kind of, you know, he's funny and all that stuff. I don't need to know who he was, you know, to begin with. Even like in Gotham, they have, uh, I can't remember the kid's name. I just know he looks like the eyebrows kid from Detroit. <laughs> but he, uh, even that, it's like he's just kind of this crazy kid. You know, they don't like go in deep in his background. He's just crazy, and then he his face gets torn off and becomes Joker, so... Um, yeah, I don't need, I don't need a Joker movie origin. I, I wouldn't mind a Joker movie separately, but yeah. an origin. But why is it going to be an origin? Yeah. You know, like you said, the cool part about Joker is that mm-hmm. he doesn't have a pur- purpose or an origin or anything. Here's another weird thing about this. Apparently Jared Leto is not going to be this Joker. Hmm. Which, and, how the hell are you, he's like, what does he look like? He's maybe like 35 yeah. in uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah. So what are they going to recast someone that's Probably. 25? Probably recast That's so him. weird. Um, the other thing too is I, he was like, 
the best part of that movie in in my eyes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. other, I mean, I guess not. There was not much great things about that, but it's I like I, the, I liked his Joker. It's like the best part of a turd being that there's a peanut yeah. in it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he I liked his Joker. He was kind of a, a mix of like he's kind of a mix of like uh, like the Mark Hamill Joker from animated series. Kind of a lot of that, and then a little bit of crazy Heath Ledger. He's kind of a mix of things. Mm-hmm. I liked him. Yeah, he was like a weird amalgam, and then he met like weird like tattoo pierced guy Mm -hmm. from like 2008 (laughs) it was i you know i i kind of dug him i don't think we were given enough of him to really get him but um yeah i would rather just have a standalone joker movie than a origin story like come on can they i i would like to see like a a joker movie like standalone but it's because they've already had unless they do this maybe but they've already had a you know, the, him and Batman have had a history. They mm-hmm. showed it, you know. So they could do, like, the first encounter of him and Batman. That would be... That I could get into. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, don't give me Pete Jones is a regular guy and something happens to him and now he's Joker. Right. Like, that's dumb. Mm-hmm. And, and they're already having... They're already having problems with this DC universe. Mm-hmm. And now they want to, like, recreate the Joker in yeah. their image. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. We'll see what happens. Speaking of the DCEU, there was Justice League news this week. Yep. Um, so this this week they, I mean, it might not have been this week, but the news came out that uh, they're doing reshoots and some pretty big reshoots. Um, they're spending at least $25 million on them, which is a pretty big amount. Um, they also had to bring back in uh, basically everyone, but Henry Cavill was a, was a big one because he's shooting, out shooting Mission Impossible 6 right now. Uh, apparently the big news is that uh, it's it's changing the story uh, up a bit. So the orig- from from what I've heard, the original story had so Steppenwolf's the, the obvious villain, you know, kind of going into it, and then kind of like the entire third act, it was revealed that Darkseid is the the main villain, and they fight him. Uh, apparently though, they just cut that, and the main villain is going to be just Steppenwolf the entire time. Maybe some like hints of Darkseid, um, but that I actually kind of like. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited about that because I don't like the multiple villain thing. We, I think we talked about it with, with Spider-Man, mm-hmm. potentially. I don't remember. But anyway, um, I like just the one villain. It it makes that villain seem more important. Yep. And someone like Darkseid, he's so big. Um, he's like the main Justice League villain that I'd like to see him in a, in a future movie. You know, kind of like a Thanos thing yep. where they, yep. they spend yep. multiple, you know, years leading up to this. Yep. So maybe have him be the Thanos, throw in little things. Because even Batman had the dream of the dark side's little minions already. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of lead into that a little bit more. Have the symbol, have the Omega symbol, things like that. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Give me give me this Steppenwolf. I don't know anything about this guy, but make him the big bad of this yeah. movie. Get to Justice League's feet. This is their first go. Yeah. They can't take on the big bad right now. Mm-hmm. Give him a shot at this one guy, and then give me a stinger at the end yeah. where maybe there's going to be dark side. Well, because Steppenwolf's the creator of the, what are the boxes? Mother boxes. Mother boxes. And there's apparently going to be like three or four of them that they're going after this movie, the Justice League are going after. Um, one of them is obviously Cyborg. Apparently, so going back to the who's in it. Um, the reshoots are Superman, um, and Cyborg. They did a lot of reshoots for Cyborg, so we'll see. Hopefully they make him look more real. Hopefully they make, yeah, make him look like a person and <laughs> yeah. not a complete crap animated thing. But the funny thing about, uh, the, the Superman reshoots is that, so in the movie, the original shoots of the movie, um, he had a full beard. So, I mean, he's coming back from the dead, blah, blah, blah. Now, though, because he's filming Mission Impossible 6, they were like, 
okay, you know, apparently he was he was in shooting mission possible six. He had a mustache. Hmm. So when he came back to shoot Justice League, they were like, you know, shave that off, please. You know, and then the people shooting Mission Impossible 6 are like, no, we can't because he's still got to do this movie. Yep. And so Superman is apparently going to have a mustache in Justice League. You know, I heard something about this before. Yeah. I didn't know about Mission Impossible. I think they're going to digitize off his mustache. I hope he has a mustache. I I don't want Superman to have a mustache. I totally want Superman to have a mustache. <laughs> That's going to be weird. I hope it's one of those, like, like twisted end, like... <laughs> vaudeville kind of mustaches that's gonna be Dude, really I, I have a feeling it's gonna be like 70s porn stash because uh, I'm, I'm assuming he's gonna be a like kind of a, a cheesy bad guy type dude do you think they'll like do his eyebrows kind of at a at an arch so, well, so he uh, looks definitely evil <laughs> well i'm thinking like uh in, in even a mission possible he's kind of kind of be like a douchey mm-hmm. douchey bad guy yeah which i'm excited for that but. i'm yeah by the way lost in this is mission impossible 6 is filming <laughs> oh! <laughs> I can't even tell you how excited I am for that. Mission Impossible is my jam. And as more news comes out about that, you can bet your ass we're going to talk about it. Yeah. I want to spin back for just a second. If you're at home listening to this and you're freaking out because we are talking about the fact that Superman is coming back to the de- from the dead, mm-hmm. fuck you. Because you had to have known this shit was going to happen. They kill Superman in his, in his second movie. And if you don't pay attention and see the very end of BVS and know that he's obviously still alive, then fuck you. Mm-hmm. Don't comment on our shit saying, you spoiled the movie, because you sh- everyone already knows that. Mm. Okay, so speaking of origin stories that I'm conflicted about, um, apparently, Star Wars, working on Obi-Wan, a young, younger Obi-Wan. I'm assuming it's going to fill between the prequels and uh, mm-hmm. Ben Kenobi. Yeah. So between episodes three and four. I I haven't heard any details about it. I don't know if Ewan McGregor is back. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what kind of story they're going to work on. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Obviously, for me, more Star Wars is good. I like it. I just... I like when stuff is unknown. I don't need every gap filled. Yeah. And so I'm kind of conflicted about this. Because they could show some badass Obi-Waning. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, he's not really a Jedi after the prequels he's going into hiding right mm-hmm. and then he's gonna be a hermit in four so like what could have happened you know what i mean yeah other than him just going to hide and getting old but i guess that's what they that's the story they want to tell yeah I don't know. and that's i mean that's that stuff's going to continue to happen mm-hmm. as disney owns it because that's what they do you yeah. know you're, you're gonna get there's rumors of a job of the hut movie which would be weird but whatever um i don't know you're gonna continue to get this stuff um I think I think the Obi Wan movie, Obi Wan Kenobi movie, could be cool. I I would, I would watch it for sure. Obi Wan is um, like my favorite character really? of Star Wars. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I can honestly say that, but like, it, he's the only good thing about the prequels. Um, <laughs> yeah. Him and I. I always, whenever people shit on Episode Three, I always say, but the last twenty five minutes when Anakin's spiraling down and becoming vader like yeah. that shit gets me every t- sometimes yeah. i'll just put on the last half an hour of episode three because i love that shit and the whole thing with them i don't want to get too much into it um <laughs> i mean i don't know you're telling me that you'd really like jar jar though right fuck you and jar jar <laughs> um <laughs> jar things so i don't like jar jar but i think it's a little lame that everyone hates on him so much i think it just became like a popular like a cool you're cool if you hate jar jar yeah. like he's fine um that's an oxymoron because no one was cool if <laughs> they watched Star Wars back then. Um, there, I heard there was these uh, new like 
creature things for the new movie that they they release like a picture of or something in the trailer potentially the new trailer for episode eight yeah they're like I, called pogs or something like that i can't remember that that's all well and but good. some people are kind of worried Dude, about you it. know what a pog is <laughs> yeah <laughs> A pog, a pog is a it's a porn term, <laughs> and it, it stands for fat ass white girl. Uh, the P being pH fat, obviously. Um, so that's why we're like, I hope to God they're named pogs because that's <laughs> gonna be. I don't think they are. <laughs> I, I, I just think that's the first thing. That, it starts with the P. Like, that's all I think. Oh gosh, I, think I guess I know what's top of mind for you. Um, I've I've been avoiding everything Star Wars. Yeah. I don't want to know anything. And I saw like an Instagram post or a Twitter. A while back, uh, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it was Ryan Johnson, who's the director. Yeah, and he said, "Listen, people, don't watch any of this shit. Like, wait for the movie." I think he may have seen a trailer that's going to drop soon, mm-hmm. or a featurette, or something that they're going to put out that maybe potentially has some spoilers. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to heed his warning. I'm not watching anything until the movie comes out. I won't do it because if I have Star Wars spoil, oh my god, I've already had Spider Man spoiled for me. I've already, every movie I've seen this year has been spoiled in fucking trailers. I've been bitching to you all about this all year. Mm-hmm. If if that happens with Star Wars, I will burn something down. I don't know what, who I, where I would go to burn something down that brought that on me, but I'll fucking find something to burn down. Um, not having that happen. You know, football season's coming up, right? And mm-hmm. there's going to be Star Wars trailers during football. Um, yeah, I'll close my eyes. <laughs> you're going to be, you're going to have your eyes closed anyway when you're, uh, when the Rams are losing. So it's fine. Yeah, that's true. I like to watch the Rams through one of those Eclipse cardboard boxes things so I don't get burned by how bad they are sometimes. I don't know. I, th- I feel like you uh, you look straight at this, straight in the sun like Donald Trump. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was the funniest meme I've seen in a long time. Where it was like, Donald, don't look straight, and then it cuts off and he's like staring at it. Gosh. That poor guy. I saw one that said, uh, it said, uh, Donald, don't look straight at the sun. You're not the president of it. And he goes, yes, I am. <laughs> No, I, I freak. Where did we? Were we talking about Star Wars? Yeah, Pogs. Obi. <laughs> Obi Wan's gonna just. Oh my gosh, that's that's probably already a movie. Obi Wan versus a bunch of Pogs. Oh my god. He's got like a lightsaber. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um. I, Obi-Wan's a great character. Mm-hmm. He's really cool. He's he's like such a by-the-book Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, and But he's also kind of cavalier and cool. At, and and so he's just like... It could be good. I just I just ponder about the necessity of it and, mm-hmm. and whether or not it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But it could still very well be an excellent movie. And mm-hmm. so I'm definitely going to go see it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go see all the Star Wars stuff. They could put out... A, they could put out the singer from the Cantina Band's origin story, and I would watch that. Um, so, back to superheroes. This is a quick one. Uh, silver and Black. Uh, if you haven't heard about this, it's going to be a... Black and Silver, Black and Silver. Black and Silver. Uh-huh. It's going to be in this weird Spider-Man universe that Sony is working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Venom, which is coming out next year, starring Tom or Tom Hardy, which I think is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. But also, there's this one called Silver and Black who uh, Silver Sable mm-hmm. and Black Cat are two of the female, sometimes villains, sometimes heroes, 
of Spider-Man's mm-hmm. kind of origin and and or not origin but story. So it's a movie about those two villains, villainesses. Mm-hmm. Is that what you call them? Yeah. The news, because that that's not new. The news, Green Goblin, Norman Osborn, mm-hmm. is going to be in that movie. <laughs> so if I wasn't already going to go see it, I, that is, he is. I might catch some flack from some Batman people. Green Goblin is the best villain. Wrong. Period. Green Goblin is the best villain. Wrong. Nope. <laughs> he's a good villain because he has he has a, he has a secret identity, and he's got Peter and him. Not only not only does the Green Goblin have to go against Spider Man, but Harry o- or Norman Osborn has to go against Peter Parker, and that like they they intersect in a way, and everyone's like, oh, Joker and Batman are like meant to be and all this stuff, but like Harry. Uh, or Norm, sorry, shit, Norman Osborn and Peter Parker, like, that's such a cool, like, he's the best. He's the best villain. By the way, Willem Dafoe playing him in Spider-Man mm-hmm. was amazing. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, this this movie is a stupid idea. I don't know why they're making it, because mm-hmm. no one's heard of these characters, but Green Goblin is going to get me to it. I remember the characters from uh, the animated series, but I, I, your argument, though, with the, the best villain, that's wrong. I'm pretty sure it's Whiplash from Iron Man 2. <laughs> it's it funny because anyone who's listening to that including me and i know you're doing the same thing the only thing you're picturing is <laughs> when he's coming at him down the track yeah because that's the only thing anyone remembers about that entire movie yep <laughs> uh one one more small bit of news uh that i just want to touch on uh, last week was the 10 year anniversary of the release of super bad doesn't that make you feel old like, I remember specifically going to the movie Superbad in the movie theater mm-hmm. and being completely blown away by it. Yeah. I was, well, I must have been 15 years old. Yeah. And uh, it's how, about how, high school and being cool and drinking and girls. How'd you get in the theater? It's rated R. I don't know. I don't know. It was super R. It had yeah. like a million fucks Hard in R. it. Hard R. It had some boobs. Uh, a lot of dicks. Um, but that movie, like, that's my high school movie. Not that that, that that wasn't my high school experience, but that's my high school movie. Like, everyone, you know, like, if you grew up in the 80s, Ferris Bueller was your high school movie and, mm-hmm. and that whole thing. So, like, that's my high school movie. Yeah. And now I feel so old that it's 10 years. Yeah. Ugh. It's been about 20 years since my high school movie, uh, Spy Kids. <laughs> uh, what about Spy Kids 3D? I watched, I actually watched that at home. I remember renting it still to this day, actually. This is going to be very specific, but I'm going to go for it anyway. Um, it's it's the movie gallery slash stars pizza. I rem- like I I can remember this like it's yesterday. This is weird <laughs> that this got brought up. But uh, we got stars pizza. My my I, cause I, every Friday we had a tradition when I was growing up. Every Friday you even you were a part of it. Yep. Um, I would either get a video game or a movie, and my parents would get one too. I'd spend the night in my room watching <laughs> watching movies. My parents would spend the night in the living room, and uh, that night we got stars pizza. Sometimes I get Taco Bell or Taco John's. And I, they had 3D glasses at the red and blue ones on the counter. So anyone, any kid, because they had a whole wall of Spy Kids 3D. And it was VHS. That was a huge yeah. movie when it came out. It was, Everyone was going to see that. Was it DVD or VHS? It might have... It, it, it was DVD. I don't know. I think it might have been VHS. What was the release date? It had to have been I'm DVD. looking this up right you now. You can't put 3D on VHS, can you? It was DVD, man. I don't know, because it's all just about how it looks. It doesn't have to do with... Bet money it was DVD. So yeah, Spy Kids 3D came out in 2003, so it's probably on DVD. Yeah. But uh, I, I remember it like I was up close to my TV. I had the I had the the red and blue 3D glasses on the cardboard. I still remember it was digging in my damn ear. 
That was, that was a two-hour movie. It was so annoying. paper? Yeah, they were paper <laughs> cardboard. Um, and the 3D sucked. It was not good. Um, that was terrible. But it, I mean, it's fun. I still remember that. That was the dream. Because I mean, we were in middle school, maybe in like eighth grade. 2003 would have been 12. Okay, or I would have been a little... I'd been eleven because we were like seventh or eighth. It came. Grade. It said July, July like twenty third, two thousand three, and that was theater. So I guess it would oh, have been. So it we would, might have been like sixth grade, fifth yeah, or sixth grade. Yeah. Anyway, I also have a specific memory about Spy Kids three D. So I went to this movie in the theaters. Was Spy Kids three D in the theaters? In the movie theater, baby. My parents oh like doing yeah. Theater. And uh, I had I wore glasses at the time. Mm-hmm. So I had my eyeglasses on, and then I had to put on the 3D glasses over them, oh, and it didn't work. I could, it, it wouldn't work for my eyes. So I watched this fucking movie with, <laughs> without... I could, I could do one of two things. I could take off my eyeglasses uh-huh. and put on the 3D glasses and not see shit. <laughs> or I could take off the 3D glasses and put on my eyeglasses and see shit in weird colors. Like, to, it, a 3D movie today, mm-hmm. you, could, you could probably watch it. It might give you a headache, but you could watch a movie without the glasses on. Yeah. That you couldn't do. It was the red, the red and blue. You couldn't do it. It looked terrible. I've pulled up my glasses before just to see, and it's pretty fucking blurry. It is blurry, but you can tell what's going on. You can understand what's going on. There's, it's complete bullshit. Yeah. uh, With the the red and blue thing, you can't see dick. And I couldn't tell you a single thing about that movie, other than I had a huge crush on Alexa Vega. Yeah. Um, couldn't tell you a single thing about that movie because I couldn't see it. I know Sly Stallone is in it. Was he one of the bad guys? Yeah, he was the main bad guy. Oh gosh. Um, we should probably not spend any more time on Spy Kids 3D. That's a lot of time on Spy Kids 3D. Yeah. Stay tuned next week when our main topic will be Spy Kids 3D. It's not even the best one. What's the best one? One. You think Spy Kids is the best one? Yeah. Isn't it weird that Antonio Banderas and um, Catherine Zeta-Jones mm-hmm. had that little redhead kid? <laughs> Why is no one talking about this? Yeah, Alexa bit. Vega? Fine. She makes sense as their kid. Yeah. Junie, I think was the kid's yeah. name. Where the fuck did they get him? I don't know. Because he was like the nerd kid. He wasn't able to do much. He picked his boogers. He was a nerdy little chubby kid with red curly hair. Mm-hmm. And Catherine Zeta-Jones is what? Spanish or some sort of European? Yeah. And Antonio Banderas is mega Spanish. Yeah. Oh, are there Spanish red? I I never thought of this until just now, but I'm hot about it. <laughs> I'm hot. All right, let's go to sports. Sports. Big news today. This is breaking news. <laughs> Just came out a little bit ago uh, while we're filming this podcast on Tuesday night. You want to tell the good folks at home what we're talking about? Yeah. Um, it's not official official yet, but it's uh, pretty close. Uh, the The uh, Cavaliers agreed to trade Kyrie Irving, which is something we talked about like on our first podcast. <sighs> um, trade Kyrie Irving to the Celtics for Isaiah Thomas. Um, there's a couple other players involved. Jay Nothing... Crowder is one of them. Yeah, and then a center. And um, a center that's kind of weird. Uh, potentially, uh, it's. I think it's. He's also been discussed. Ante Zizik. I can't pronounce his yeah, name. And then that's a, a center. And then a future first round draft pick. Yeah, I heard um, it was 2018 first round draft pick unprotected. Mm-hmm. So even if it's a lottery pick, they can get it. Cool. I don't mind this trade personally. Um, I think it's a wash. Yeah. Is either team better? I think I think it's a I think it's I, I no uh, I don't I definitely don't think the Celtics are better because they lose players mm-hmm. and I the Cavaliers might be I think they get better on offense they get a little bit worse on defense and mm-hmm. I don't know how the other two guys are uh, defensively but Kyrie's better on defense than Isaiah Thomas is Isaiah Thomas is a liability yeah. on defense and here's my thing I think this trade was only made because Kyrie was bitching 
Yeah. I don't think I don't think Cleveland said we're going to get better by making this trade. Isaiah Thomas doesn't make you better if you're Cleveland. Yeah. Because Isaiah Thomas would be the smallest guy on the Warriors. You mm-hmm. think he's going to go to the paint with Draymond Green and 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 uh, and Kevin Durant in there? Right. And and Clay Thompson? Who the how the hell is Isaiah Thomas going to score? Right. And and you lost Kyrie Irving, the be- the best finisher in the paint in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I think it's a I think it's a good trade for the Celtics. I think Isaiah Tom. I think they know that the maximum they're going to be able to get out of Thomas mm-hmm. is right now. Yeah. And Jay Crowder's a good piece. And God, a first round pick is is tough to give up. Yeah. But I think Irving makes them pretty well rounded as a team. They've uh, got him. They've got. They just got Gordon Hayward. Yeah. From Utah. <laughs> but no one really knows how he is, you know, yet. Ooh, that's yeah. Bad. And also the the guy they just drafted, um, with the the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Uh. His name is escaping me right now. But this will allow him to play at a two-guard. Yeah. And Irving can run the point, so it'll help his development. I like this move more for the Celtics than I do for the Cavs. Yeah. I, I don't really understand why you'd... Why? Why would you? They didn't have to. They didn't have to. Unless I, he was going to say he was going to like hold out or not play. He might have right. done that. Um, I, I also think, though, that he, even if he didn't hold out and he played, it seemed like LeBron and Kyrie weren't together anymore you know they they weren't they weren't clicking anymore they weren't and who knows if even if they ever were great friends you know uh, at least this way you get you know you kind of solve that problem it's lebron's team 150 percent now other than you know 125 like it was before mm-hmm. and I, I, I isaiah thomas is still very very talented basketball player yeah um and so i i don't like like i said i think it i think it does make them better offensively defensively though not they're I mean and that's what and they again, need it, it's, it's it, who knows how these other pieces are though you know you don't know I think and, Crowder is a good I think I think Crowder helps them as much if not more than Thomas really because like I said Thomas isn't going into the paint against the Warriors by the way this only matters against the Warriors mm-hmm. right because yeah. they're getting to the finals yeah what is Isaiah Thomas going to do against the Warriors they're a bunch of fucking trees in there they're skinny but they're trees yeah he's not getting anything up in the paint and he yeah. sure as hell isn't defending Who's he going to defend? Is he going to defend Steph Curry? No. Yeah. He's not defending any of those guys. I like Crowder. Crowder's a good defender. Big bodied uh, forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's a forward. He might, he's either a three or a four. Mm-hmm. He's a good piece. I think he makes them a little more well-rounded. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thomas is just, he's sexy, but just not. <laughs> Gross. He, it's, it's, it's flash over, over substance for me yeah. is what I, what I see when I'm looking at him. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if, if anyone out there is like, Man, yeah, I'd, I'd trade Isaiah Thomas for Kyrie Irving or whatever. Like, I don't know. I, I think, though, because if, if it would have been a straight-up trade... That's a bad trade. Yeah. But if, this when way, you include everything else... And then, plus, you get... that. That's, I mean, you get more picks for, for LeBron. And, I mean, who knows how, how long he's still going to be LeBron for. But, I mean, you get you get more picks for the guy who's going to have, you know, have a more talented team around him if he, if he plans to, you know, keep playing at the level he's playing and stay there, you know. Yep. Um, so I, I think I think overall, like I said, it's probably more of a wash than anything, and it's mm-hmm. more of a future thing. Because if, if Cleveland is going to compete against the Wizards, they need more talent. Mm-hmm. And this way, the Warriors. Yeah, sorry, the Warriors. In uh, in this way, they, they, they get a very talented uh, point guard in, in Isaiah Thomas. They get a... You know, a big forward, like you said, they get a future draft pick, and they might even get that center too. So mm-hmm. who knows? I wonder. And this this thought just popped into my head. You you trade for a couple a couple young guys, a couple pieces, mm-hmm. right? Not stars, pieces, mm-hmm. and a draft pick. A draft pick does not help LeBron James. No, not in the slightest. 
Not right now. I wonder if, do you think this move for them is setting up for the potential for him leaving? Do you think they're trying to, do you think they're trying to, to do, maybe, maybe we lose again. LeBron leaves next year. We need to be prepared for that. Is that what this is with the draft? Maybe. The draft pick does not help LeBron. Get a third player. If you if if this was about winning this year, mm-hmm. get another player. Yeah. No, I don't think it's about winning this year, but it might be winning for the future. You yeah. Know, it might be but getting. LeBron, may, what are you going to get? Three I, more no. All Star seasons out of LeBron? Who knows? I yeah. mean, the guy's a freak, so maybe ten. Mm-hmm. But he's not going to play ten for the Cleveland if they're not winning championships. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. I don't know. We'll see. It's interesting, man. I there's been so much movement in the NBA. Mm-hmm. It's been interesting to watch. Um, I, I I will tune in in uh, April for the playoffs, but. Uh, yeah. I'll watch the Sports Center highlights to see how Isaiah Thomas does. But. Yeah, I just like watching sick dunks. <laughs> <laughs> and here, here's the other thing though too is is now Derrick Rose isn't expected to be the guy. It does, yeah. It, it lets a little bit of pressure. Um, on Rose. And so Derrick for Derrick Rose is going to be a good six man. Mm-hmm. And I think that again the Cavs aren't they're not to the level where they need to be to beat the Warriors, but I think that they're that they have a decent shot still, you know. I think you you know you um you play a great season you get to the finals, who knows maybe yeah. maybe uh, maybe Thompson goes down in mm-hmm. the playoffs that shit happens all the time and they they got it they, I mean they're they're adding they're adding depth mm-hmm. which is what they, they again they need depth bad and they, again they they lost a really good player you know top five NBA player in, in Kyrie but um, they gained a top fifteen in Thomas probably and they get added some some pieces for depth uh, they they got Derrick Rose in the spot they want him instead of being the starter. I think they'll be all right. Here's another question for, like, if you're Cleveland, why would you send your all-star point guard to your the next best team in the East? Because I think they got a trade where they gave up some pieces, and I, I still don't think the, the Celtics beat them. I, I don't know if it means they beat them, mm-hmm. but why even make that a possibility? Like, maybe this was the best offer that they had, mm-hmm. and I get that. Yeah. But even so, I mean, you saw uh, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Indiana would not trade Paul George in the East. Mm-hmm. They sent him. They said he's going west or nowhere. Yeah. Why, if you're Cleveland, why send Kyrie to? You know you're going to play them in the playoffs. You want to play Kyrie? They it, might not play him in the playoffs. You know, I, they will. I yeah. mean, there's, you might as well sign the fucking tickets right now. Yeah. Like, who knows? I, I mean, I just like that's a thing that happens in the NBA, and mm-hmm. I'm surprised that it didn't happen here. Mm-hmm. Like, if 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 I'm the GM of the Celtic or the Cavs or any team, and a player comes up to me and says, "I want to be traded." Mm-hmm. You're getting fucking traded till to um, uh, who's terrible? Sacramento. You're getting fucking traded to Sacramento. That's the only place I'm that, trading you to if you're requesting a trade. Yeah, that's the thing though is like the Cavs weren't going to get anything back for any you know they're yeah. not anyone close to the caliber of because mm-hmm. if you think about it like who who what other point guards are you going to get that's even close to to Kyrie. You're not going to get Chris Paul. He just got traded. You're not going to get Russell Westbrook. He's the franchise there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Isaiah Thomas is probably the next best thing. Yeah, yeah. I. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, there must be some weird shit going on there because I don't know why you wouldn't want to be on that team. I don't know why you'd have to be traded. Yeah. It's weird. Who knows? More, uh, more sports news, and I put sports in air quotes. This weekend, big fight. Big, big fight. <laughs> Mayweather-McGregor. People have yeah. been talking about this for a long time. It's a dream fight. We were in Vegas last year. We spent a little, or last weekend. Spent a little felt time like at MGM. Year. Yeah, it felt like last year. 
MGM's already gearing up for it. Yeah. People are already coming into town. We got to post bets. that on there too. We got We were drunk. We took a picture in front of the ring. Yeah, but, we did. We'll yeah. put that on the. We'll put that on the Twitter page. Yeah. Uh, follow us at Soco underscore Show. We got a couple of pictures up this week. Yeah. People getting excited for yeah. the fight. You gonna check it out? I don't know what I'm gonna do yet. <laughs> I'd like to, um, but I don't know where I'm gonna watch it. If I do, I really don't want to pay for it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, there's other fights on the card. I found out when I was watching the. Uh, I was at uh, Palms, I think it was, and they had in the sports betting area, and they they kept rolling the odds and stuff. And there's three, two other fights on the card, so whatever. It was kind of funny though, because they would roll back and forth between like Mayweather's odds and McGregor's odds, and like the in terms of just odds, like you'd win the most money is McGregor beats Mayweather in like the twelfth round. Really? Yeah. Not that- knockout in the first. Like the best, like the the one you win the most money, is like so the the least chance of happening. Yeah. So oh, so they just don't expect him to go twelve. No, they don't expect him to go twelve, and they don't expect him to win. If it goes, if it goes past round two, he's gonna lose. Yeah. You know that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I I was thinking I was actually saying to someone today yeah. I would bet on him to win by knockout in the first. Shit, maybe. That's maybe the that's the most likely scenario. But that, I get that. Yeah, I get that. that, that he if wins. he's gonna win, it's probably in the yeah. first couple rounds. Yeah. That that's the way you win the most money is if he if he beats Mayweather in the 12th. Mm-hmm. That's that's when you win. Like by decision or knocks him out then? It has to be knockout because yeah. it's... Cause I think it's... Well, maybe it's not 12. Maybe it's like 10. I don't or, have any maybe, I think it's going maybe 13. I can't remember what it is. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. I don't know a lot about fighting. I don't like fighting. I think it's barbaric. Um, and I, I don't like that it's a thing that so many people are into. Um, I, I get the whole fantasy matchup thing. I, I do... But I, I don't have a lot of respect for a, cash, a very blatant, obvious cash grab like mm-hmm. this. I, we, you and I have talked about this at nauseum mm-hmm. uh, off the air in, 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 pat, in the past. I'm an opponent of this. I'm not going to be watching this fight. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's on somewhere, maybe I'll glance at it, but I'm sure as fuck not paying for it. Mm-hmm. These guys make enough money for just punching each other in the head. So um, I don't know. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a boxing fan or an MMA fan in general, so this doesn't really tickle my fancy. You're a little bit more into it than I am. Yeah, I've watched it in the past. I haven't watched it in a while yeah. just because UFC hasn't been entertaining in a while, really. Um, speaking of that, I saw this today. John Jones, again. Again? How stupid. <laughs> John Jones, again, got got flagged for doping. Uh, won the title, and it's, Cormier is probably going to get it again, but... I don't know, like, I used to, I I liked it about, oh, God, I feel old now. I think it's about, about 10 years ago when guys like BJ Penn and George St. Pierre were going because those were, like, grapplers, and those were some some good matches. He had Randy Couture and Chuck Liddell going. Nice man. And Chuck Liddell just knocked fools out. And it was it was way more, it was different back then. I don't know. It's, I don't know. I, I, I don't I don't like it as much. It. They they haven't done a good job marketing it because it switched hands uh, from Zuffa to some other group, and since then it hasn't been marketed well. Um, back like the best the best time was Lesnar. Lesnar added so much to the sport. It's ridiculous because that dude's a monster, and he would just he would just he would just take guys. He wouldn't even punch. Like he had I think he had one knockout punch or a knockdown punch, but otherwise he just take fools to the ground and hit him in the head <laughs> and just make fools out of him. It was great. Um, but yeah, it hasn't it hasn't been enjoyable in a while for me. I used to like boxing. I, I used to I ordered a few fights uh, back in the day. Jeff Lech, Jeff Jeff Left Hook Lacey was my guy. I don't know. It's weird. Um, I think it's gonna be one of those things. I mean, everyone got really excited for Mayweather Pacquiao, mm-hmm. 
And no one realized that. What's their weight class? Light weight? No, no smaller than that. Yeah. Cruiser? Whatever. The, they weigh like 130 pounds. Yeah. And uh, is Cruiser heavier than light? Cru- Cru- Cruiser stupid? weights WWE. It's not even a. Oh, Jesus. Not... <laughs> I, so I don't watch boxing. <laughs> it's like featherweight, bantamweight. Yeah. Stuff like that. Everyone got really excited for Mayweather Pacquiao. And then when they watched it, it was really boring. Because yeah, that's how small boxers are. Well, because Mayweather then. It was like his last fight, mm-hmm. or was going to be. He, I think he fought a couple more. Um, but he he danced around the whole entire time. Yeah, and I don't think that'll happen with this one. You think he's gonna go for the go for the throat? I think so. I mean, it's it's his last fight. It doesn't matter. This fight doesn't matter. It's not like you know for a title or anything like that. I would just I would knock McGregor up to shut his mouth. That's what I would do. He's not gonna shut his mouth, but it would be fun to see that little douchebag get knocked out. Yeah, it's happened, but it's 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 funny about boxing because like. Floyd Mayweather's like the baddest man on the planet, mm-hmm. and he's tiny. Yeah, like you, you would, you could like, if you saw him, you didn't know who he was, mm-hmm. and you saw him in a bar, you'd go like, I'd beat that guy's ass. <laughs> but then he'd one punch you, and you'd be yeah. on the floor for two weeks. He, uh, that, yeah, they were everywhere in Vegas, though. The signs were. Oh everywhere. God, it was yeah. It's crazy. All over the place. A lot of people making bets. People not very excited about the odds. It sounds like. Yeah, the because the odds are that, like, it's gonna be quick, and Mayweather's gonna win quick, so. That's what I hope happens. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's going to be... I wish I had placed a bet just so I would have a, a stake in watching it, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't really care to see it, but... A lot of folks excited. A lot of folks excited. We'll probably talk about the result next week. I mm-hmm. hope it's a funny one. Um, I don't even care who wins. I just hope it's funny. <laughs> that's that's, a, that's how much I pay attention to boxing. Yeah. Let's turn the world to TV. Uh, just a couple quick things here. About a, cu- a couple things that I've been watching lately, just touch on them briefly. One of them, uh, we talked about it in our first episode when we talked about Emmy nominations. Mm-hmm. It's Blackish. If you don't know, it's a comedy, stars Anthony Anderson, very sitcom family type show. The premise being the dad of the family is he's from Compton mm-hmm. and he's grown up and is now in an affluent suburban kind of life, surrounded by a bunch of white people. His kids are millennials. And he just feels like his family isn't down like they should be. And so he's going to start teaching them how to be black. So each of the first, each of the episodes in like the first season has like a, a, a thing that black people do. <laughs> and he's trying to show his kids how to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, whenever two black people pass each other, they're supposed to nod at each other. Just, just what's up at each other. And his, he caught his kid not doing that. Mm-hmm. And so he taught him how to do the nod. Um, in the same episode, he taught him how to, when a girl with a big ass walks by, he taught him how to go, damn, <laughs> which is the funniest shit in the world. <laughs> I, I love that show. You know, as well as anybody, I love any show about like the black experience. Mm-hmm. By the way, it, if you're out there and you don't know us personally, I'm black, <laughs> which probably, <laughs> probably isn't obvious by the way I sound. No, um, it's me. <laughs> So I, I I love watching anything about the black experience. Um, Dear White People is another favorite show of mine, mm-hmm. um, and and so this one really is a cool show because it's a sitcom, and it's about black people being black. And I think it's it's really interesting and it's got a lot of cool stuff to say. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten very deep into it. Um, I want to do sort of like a more full review of it when I've finished it, but I'm most of the way through season one now. So more to come on that. I'm hoping to finish it before the Emmys in a couple weeks. For the to- <laughs> Cody's TV. Uh... 
TV corner. The TV Kona. Oh God. <laughs> Hello. No, you're not. You're not getting your own segment for that. <laughs> oh no, that, that's been a funny show. Check it out on Hulu uh, if you want to take a look. The other show that I want to plug really quick. It's on True TV, which you, I, no one's watching, but Adam ruins everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I know you've watched a little bit of this. Yeah. You know I'm a huge fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a. I love being a smartass and knowing more than other people. So uh, if you don't know, Adam ruins everything is a show where. Uh, Adam Conover, who's a comedian, he will take a common misconception that people have and give them the facts that disprove it or ruin it. Mm-hmm. Um, the episode I just recently watched was about um, Christopher Columbus and how he was just a total jackass and doesn't deserve a holiday, and he talked about why. And that's just, if you're into, like, informative stuff, like, I'm a big fan also of, like, John Oliver because he's funny, but he also gives you facts and, mm-hmm. like, backs them up. This show is very similar to that. Um, so check it out on True TV if you if you uh, have access to that app. That's a good one. Uh, and let me know what you think. Have you seen any of the episodes from season? You watched a lot of them from season one, right? Mm-hmm. Have you seen any from season two? No. Do you know? Do you have like what's your what's been your favorite one that you saw? Um, the only one I really remember is the the medicine one mm-hmm. about like how medicine really isn't uh, a lot of it's not good. Yeah. For you. Most of it's not. But good. I like him. Yeah, I think he's. I think it's very informative and. You know, funny. He t- has a funny spin on it. Yeah, it's just a, it's a fun watch. You don't have to be a nerd to enjoy it. Um, it's just a it's just a fun watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's you can watch it just for the comedy, or you can watch it just for the info. It, it's all good stuff. Mm-hmm. So just wanted to give that a little plug. So one more thing in in TV we didn't mention it earlier, but we do have. Uh, I know you're gonna get excited for this, folks. We got a Cess TV corner this Woo! week. That's a my TV corner. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> Sounds like uh, a Netflix original. Yep. Tell the folks what you're watching. Uh, finished up the show a- uh, Atypical on Netflix, which is a show about uh, an autistic kid. Uh, he's kind of, I mean, he's very high functioning autistic autistic kid. So he, but he's very, uh, he's very like a very literal person. Um, he, if someone says something that's says something that you know sarcastically or whatever, he'll he'll say the literal mean, literal meaning of it. I don't have any explicit examples because I was a little drunk watching this show, um, but uh, it, it, it's it's just kind of his story, and and it's the whole season focuses on him finding a girlfriend. He wants to really find a girlfriend because um, he sees everyone else having a girlfriend, and he's you know I want one, and so he's in he's in high school. Um, I don't know he must be junior senior in that area, but um, he he has a therapist, cute like probably mid twenties type of type of girl um and he he ends up having a crush on her and so most of the show is designed to you know their their interactions that's kind of first half of it and then he he doesn't finding a different girl and, that, and then the second half is kind of about that um some of the best parts about the show though are he has so he has his mom mom and dad jennifer jason lee is his mom michael rapaport he's a comedian it's his dad and then he has a sister who's I don't, I don't know of anything she's really been in, but she's actually my favorite part of the show. His, his sister, uh, she's a very like, she's sarcastic, but also, but very like protective of, of her brother, but very mean to him, but in kind of like a loving way. Um, so they have a really cool relationship. There's a few different like side plot stories. So like the, the, the kid and the, so the main guy, the boy and his therapist, there's a little thing going on there. Then the sister has like a boyfriend for the first time she's kind of like you know not kind of inexperienced and stuff um and then then the dad and the son kind of have a little thing going and then the the thing that i 
didn't like about the show is the mom has this thing, and it starts from like the first episode, so it's not really a spoiler. But the mom has this little thing with this bartender. She goes, so she's she's in she's like super mom when it comes to the kid, um, Jason Jennifer Jason Lee. She's very just like goes to autistic support groups and is like definitely the support parent for the kid. And so she's like very stressed out. She goes to this bar and has like this flirty night with this guy, and that just kind of continues the whole sh- the whole time. And I like Jennifer Jason Lee is just an I don't like her in many of the things I see her in, and this continues. Uh, her character is just very sleazy. Overall, the show is very funny. Um, the 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 kid has a friend who works at like a Best Buy type of store. Um, he's kind of like a in, in, I don't know what ethnicity is. He's like kind of he reminds me of anyone seen Chuck. <laughs> he reminds Lester. me. He reminds me of Lester on Chuck. He's very. He thinks he he thinks he's like a really cool sly dude. Like he always talks about all these chicks he's banging, but he's not banging any chicks. Uh, at least it seems like that. He's teaching the main kid about like how to get chicks. <laughs> there's this really funny moment where um, it's like in the first episode where he he's there's a girl kind of like checking out the main kid, and his friends like. She's checking you out, man. You got to, you know, look over there. Look. And, and then he's like, you just got to smile at her. And the, the, the autistic kid, he does like this all teeth, like <laughs> wi- eyes wide open, like, like and smile. And she like runs away. <laughs> um, and he's just like, okay, too much smile. But he, he's, he's funny. And he's, he's one of my favorite parts of the show too. But the thing that, so overall the show, I think it's enjoyable. It's funny. The relationships are cool. Has some good storylines, whatever. It's eight episodes, half hour episodes. Very easy to watch. Um, that being said, there this show has a cliffhanger at the end of it. <laughs> and I hate cliffhangers. Not just, like, I'm okay with it, and I think we talked about it a little bit. I'm okay with it in certain, certain situations. But a show, an eight-episode, 30-minute comedy, does no business <laughs> having a cliffhanger. Because... A, you don't know if you're getting another season. Yeah. Enough people may not watch this stupid show. The other thing is, it's a freaking comedy. You don't need a cliffhanger for a comedy. <laughs> and it, and it go and then the other thing about this one in particular is it's a cliffhanger from Jennifer Jason Lee. I don't give a shit about her. So like, she was, that was my least favorite storyline of the show was her storyline. I don't I like I'll watch the show if they get a season two because I just I like the kid and the overall you know the overall feel of the show. But if she fell face the planet wasn't on the next season, I wouldn't care. <laughs> like, oh, I, but it just pisses me off because almost every show that I watched last season had a cliffhanger of some sort. And like the ones that are like little teases for the next season, completely fine with. But the, there's big, like huge plot points where there could be another episode, the ne- like that next one. There would have been like a next episode thing on Netflix. It made more sense to have one more episode and finish that up than wait an entire season. Or never be wrapped up. It just pisses me off. I'm sick of cliffhangers. And every show is doing it. Every show is doing it. It's so annoying. So you'd, you'd rather see them button up the season one story. Mm-hmm. And then maybe say like, here's yes. what might happen. And then cut it off. Yeah, like exactly. that's an okay cliffhanger to you. Yeah, just like give me a little tease. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, this character will be in your next season. Or like that show though, that show didn't need any of that. Uh-uh. Like wrap it up. Like the kid, yeah. kid gets her girlfriend. And yeah. then the next season... You could be like, oh, they broke up, or yeah. oh, they're pregnant, or oh, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. Yeah, you know, but I don't, especially with a show like that, I do not need. I uh, I don't generally have too much of a problem for cliffhangers. I do kind of think they're lazy. They're very lazy. I think it's a way to 
it, it like a jump scare. Mm-hmm. You also hate those. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a very easy way to to get people talking and get them excited because mm-hmm. it pisses them off. Yeah. Um, is that is that why you hate them, mm-hmm. or do you hate them because they get you and and you? They... Well, it doesn't get me at all because, like, I was on a plane watching this movie. <laughs> Next, I was on the I was on the the window seat, and I literally threw my arms up at the end of this because it wasn't like. Because it doesn't get me because, like, I know it's coming. I know it's, like, leading up because you can feel it with the music or whatever. I, I There's cliffhangers where I've liked them before, but get, here's an example. House of Cards. I'm going to fucking spoil it because it's been out forever. So, and you're probably not going to watch it. No, I'm not going to watch it. So, this season ends. Um, Kevin Spacey has been... He's Hold been, on a second. Spoilers for House of Cards coming up right now. Like I said, if you haven't watched it right now, fuck you. <laughs> um, so Kevin Spacey, he's this whole this whole thing happens where he's okay. He's obviously president. There's this whole crazy rigged thing where he rigs the election. He ends up getting found out that he rigs the election. Um, meantime, though, Robin Wright ends up winning the seat to become president. So Claire, she's president by the end of this. She wants. She's gonna pardon. She says she's gonna pardon Frank for his crimes. So Frank's like hiding out somewhere right now, though, because he's he's been, you know, found people have found out he's he rigged the election, and so there's a sweet sweet scene where Frank looks at the, the screen and she's doing her speech, and he, he has he's watching the screen. He looks at us and he goes, "If she doesn't pardon me, I'll kill her," <laughs> and and so because he's he, he's going on a rampage again. Claire then, it comes back to Claire, she doesn't do it in her speech. She doesn't pardon him. Mm. She comes back, she's kind of doing, you know, that she's kind of walking up. She looks at the end and goes, looks at the screen and goes, my turn. Fades to black. Oh, snap! (laughs) Oh, I got a chill when you said that! Oh, fuck! Yeah. Now I gotta watch this! (laughs) Because she does it one other time in the season where she's like, oh, you don't think I knew you were there, right? She does something like that. And then, yeah, she ends and goes, my turn. And... That's a cliffhanger. That's a good fucking cliffhanger. Because you know what? I'm so pumped to see Claire yeah. be president. And I'm pumped to see Kevin Spacey kill her. I haven't <laughs> watched this show in three years. And I'm fucking watching the next season. Because that is a hot one. That's a really good example. That's an amazing cliffhanger. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That is a good example. Yeah. So they're not all bad. They're not, not all bad. Not all bad. You gotta do them right. That was a good cliffhanger. But. <laughs> and then does it just go credits? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I can't get over that. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, that's I, my favorite that thing That whole in the world. season. The whole season with all the twists and turns from like the election was amazing. And and that's that's why it's hard for me. I've watched all these great shows since then and it's still oh, it's so good. Ooh. She gets at the table. My turn. Boom. <laughs> my favorite thing about or my favorite thing in a movie or show is um, a last second, like, stinger. Yeah. Like, to the camera or, like, a reveal or, like, a piece of action. Mm-hmm. And, and then, boom, credits. Yeah. That's, you've heard me say that a million yeah. times. <laughs> boom, credits. Yeah. I love it. So Because, because uh, like, they even did it in House of Cards uh, when he was the president. They did, like, he came up, comes up to the desk and he's kind of feeling around and then he does the boom, <laughs> boom with yep. his ring. That's a pretty sweet show. I, I, now I'm really excited for That's House of Cards again. That's a pretty sweet show. <laughs> You're vibrating in your chair. I want it to be House of Cards again. I want to ask you this about Atypical. Back, okay. back to where we started on the corner. I want to talk about House of Cards somewhere. Um, a lot of people, when there's, a, when there's a show about someone who's got a disability, mm-hmm. um, a lot of times there's kind of some backlash about how they handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't you you don't know a lot about mm-hmm. about um, autism. autism, but yeah. do you think that this handles it appropriately? Yeah. Is it does it get too out of pocket at any point? Or? I don't think so. And again, I haven't been around it too much. Um, they never make fun of it. I mean, I, well, they do have like the kids make fun of him, but they handle that in a good way. Like they show him freaking out, you know, and and the support system he has and things like that. So. They do show that, like, the difficulty in a good way of of how those kids go through it. But it's never done, like, he's never, it's never made fun of, like, ah, he has autism. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's funny when, like, he does the, when he takes everything literally, because um, they're like, stop taking everything literally. Because he, he, know, he even says, like, he knows he's doing it. Mm-hmm. It's just that he doesn't always get the situations he's doing it in, you know. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I, I Again, I don't know. I'm not an expert on it, but I thought it wasn't ever done distastefully. Well, good. As long as it's in good taste, I think, I think there's a, there's a place for that because a light needs to be shown on on folks with disabilities and their struggles. So I, if it's done in good taste, then I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like it as a crutch or as yeah. a you know uh, an easy comedy mm-hmm. kind of thing. But I think it's uh, an interesting premise, though. You know, hey, oh yeah, a, a, a autistic guy wants to have a girlfriend. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, you know, and that's, 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 that's seemingly that happens every day all yeah. over. Like that's so that's a it's an interesting story that. Um, and it's kind of funny seeing how someone like that would date, you mm-hmm. know, and that's that's kind of the whole point of the show. Yeah, it's cool. Good stuff. Anything else for atypical? No, All I right. just want to watch House Cards some more. This has been a good, it, a strange uh, plot twist at the end of the, uh, <laughs> says TV quarter this week. We're gonna go watch House of Cards. <laughs> well, we are uh, we're we're going long today, mm-hmm. but I do want to touch on some video game news. Yeah, real quick. Yeah, let's get to the video games. A uh, couple cool things, right? So, a lot of folks know from E3 this year, Xbox One X mm-hmm. is coming out later this year. It's really just a souped-up version of the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to have 4K gaming, uh, a lot of other features. It, the thing is a beast. It's the most powerful console ever made, is mm-hmm. what they're saying. Um, apparently, there's a version of this console that's going to be called Xbox One X Project Scorpio Edition, which is a mouthful. But it's really just the Xbox One X with a new paint job. Mm-hmm. It's just going to say Project Scorpio on the side. I don't know why people freaked out about this. Mm-hmm. Pre-sales are already already sold out. Well, I thought that the the whole thing was just pre-orders in general. They were for released. the One X period. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, then that I hope that that's the case. Because yeah. like why? But they, they, those have sold out too, though. Oh yeah, so. the, the Project Scorpio yeah. ones have definitely. They're, they're sold more out. expensive too. I don't get it. I think it might have more memory or a little bit. Uh, maybe Probably that's not. maybe that's why. I think it has a different controller. You know, you're right. Because the controller's made to look more like mm-hmm. the original Xbox controller, yeah. which sucked. Yeah. So, whatever. Who cares? I, I, know. I, I do want to get the One X. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, the 4K gaming thing it would be boss. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I'm hoping they come out with some VR stuff. I don't want to be ready for that. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't need the, the paint job mm-hmm. or the higher memory or whatever. So, that one's not for me. Uh, hey, I'm really excited about this. I think you are too. Mm-hmm. This Friday, uh, Friday the... 25th. 25th, If depending on when you're listening to this. It's August 25th. Madden comes out. Uh, you and I have been big Madden fans for a long time. Mm-hmm. I've owned at least a dozen Maddens. Yeah. I think probably about the same for you. Yep. Madden 18 coming out. You're picking it up, right? Yep. Yeah, you're going to get it for PlayStation. I'm getting it for Xbox. Yeah. Let me ask you this. I, I am excited for... There's a new story mode mm-hmm. being introduced in Madden where you get to play... You're a high school, and it's been kind of done before, but this yeah. is going to have an actual story to yeah. it. You're a high school kid, you go to college, you go to the pros, there's some different things that happen to you along the road. It's mm-hmm. very much a story 
Uh, is that a mo- are you going to play that? Does that yeah. sound fun? So what, I, what I've read, because reviews have come out so far, it's a, the whole game is reviewed really well. Um, the one I the site I use for reviews is GameSpot, and it's got nine, which is one of the best ones that's been reviewed in a while. The so it's called uh, what's that called the the story mode? Um, I saw it today even. Um, anyway, so the story mode it's it's a it's kind of a telltale type type story mode. You choose what you say mm-hmm. in certain situations. There's not much actually game you playing as this person really from what i understand yeah just a lot of like making decisions and you know hitting different buttons during conversations and stuff like that so i think you get to play certain moments um what i have read though is that you can take this player and transfer them to your madden ultimate team oh so that that's kind of where it goes into more playing so um madden ultimate team if you don't know what that is it's kind of like a card collecting thing and you collect different so like you can get a just like you'll get packs, and each pack will have a player in, like multiple players in it. You can build your team that way, and then these cards you can play them for a certain amount of games. So it's like a, almost like a card game, but then you play the actual games. Mm-hmm. So like I could have in there, uh, I could have an Odell Beckham Jr. who's rated it's a rookie year and he's rated eighty two, and you he has a, a lifespan of seven games, and you get to play him for that seven games, and then you get new packs based mm-hmm. off how you perform. So and what's cool about it is you could have Warren Moon mm-hmm. throwing it to him. Yeah. You know, there's all sorts of different stuff like that. I've never played that mode, but I've heard people mm-hmm. love it. I heard it's there was a, a Brock Lesnar one at one point. Really? Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. So we're definitely going to check out Madden. Yeah. Um, oh, it's also, so like, it's going to be extremely good looking because they use the Frostbite. The Frostbite first um, time they're using that engine. So it's the best, the best looking Madden game. Um, when Xbox One comes out, the Xbox One X comes out, they're also going to release a 4K and HDR update. So it's not going to come out with the initial but it's going to have an update, so it's going to be in 4K and HDR. So it'll be pretty gorgeous. It's going to be like watching on Fox, man. Yeah. It's going to be good stuff. As long as Terry Bradshaw's out there like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm excited for Madden. Yeah. Uh, more excited than I have been. I, I, I almost always buy Madden, but mm-hmm. I'm never really super charged up about it. Yeah. This one I'm, I'm really ready for. Yeah. That comes out Friday. Mm-hmm. Today's Tuesday. You got a new game today. Yep, I played a couple hours of it. So we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Um, Uncharted, The Lost Legacy. It's the. It was initially the DLC, but it ended up being so long as a full game so if people who like pre-ordered uncharted would got it got it for free or you could pay 20 bucks or whatever for it um but uh yeah it focuses on a character from the second game uh, and she's in the third and a little bit chloe um it, i played about an hour and a half of it so far and uh, it's it's fun it's it's a little different um playing as chloe she's she's a different different character than like nathan drake was nathan drake was kind of like the witty you know, adventurer, adventurous type, and she's she's definitely witty. She's funny, but she's kind of more of a not as like tongue in cheek mm-hmm. kind of funny. She's kind of more of a reactive type of funny. It's more focused on kind of exploring. Um, this one is the first one where like there's objective. You pull out a map and there's objectives on it, um, and you go to different places and take down a bunch of guys and then do some treasure hunting, and then you kind of do that over you know over again. And, and as you do it, it reveals more of the story. So. Um, I like it. It's different. Sounds kind of Tomb Raider-esque. Kind of, yeah. I've been a big fan of the new Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. I know you've played them. Yeah. Um, does it feel about that way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely points of it feels like it feels like that. And then you find treasures throughout. Um, no super, no supernatural element, which has kind of come in and out of the Uncharted series yet. But we'll see. I, I, I like it so far, and I don't know how long it is, but I played about an hour and a half, and I've gotten through one objective. So I would assume it's probably seven, eight hours, which is, I mean as long as a normal game and uh is for people who bought it separately it's only 40 bucks so can't argue with that yeah. i love a good deal 
I know for you, it's going to take a while. You're a, you're a hundred percenter. You like to collect all the shit. That's not I, my bag, but yeah, this one I've kind of, I've kind of sped through a little bit more just because I know it, like when I, I, I took the, took a longer time on the last one because I, it was, I thought it was the last one. I knew there's going to be some DLC, but I didn't count that as a game, but it sounds like they're going to keep doing more Uncharted, which I'm excited about. So wow, okay. Yeah. Without Nathan Drake. So, huh? Well, yeah. I don't know how I feel about that, but I'm good with it. <laughs> couple games in the works mm-hmm. that we're really excited about mm-hmm. the first one you and i earlier this year or earlier this summer went to see war for the planet of the apes yeah we loved it yep. fantastic movie really well acted check out the ride home from that we'll link to it down below mm-hmm. really excellent movie planet of the apes now they're gonna get into some video games yep it's called planet of the apes the last frontier um so it's it actually takes place within the same universe as the movies um, so it takes place within the trilogy. It takes place a year after Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Um, it's so it's like a, a kind of coming back to that Telltale t- type of game where it's it's all character driven. It's all choice driven. If you if a character dies because of a choice you make, they're dead. You know. So the nice thing is that none of the characters in it are from the movies. It's all kind of it takes place within all that. I think it's in a different city even, but. You know, it's it's all it's it's on you. You know, it's your own movie. It's some of the the trailer for it looks great because it's it's it doesn't take much mechanically to make these type of games. So you can make it look amazing, and so far it looks amazing. It do, I don't even think like the Telltale games have quick time like hit a button and, and you know and, and try and react. This I don't think even has that. It's more of just like it, they said every twenty five seconds or so you'll be asked to do a prompt. So whether it's do an action or respond to someone, whatever the case may be. So. It's also done within the same studio that, so like all the mo- the motion capture, all of the, you know, the graphics, things like that will be done in the same studio that's, that they did Planet of the Apes for. So it's going to look like the movie. Andy Serkis is involved too. I think he's a producer. So you, you had me at Andy Serkis. Yeah. Man. So I, I think, I mean, I know you, you haven't really played much of the, the Telltale games, mm-hmm. but this might be something that you, you can get into. Anything Planet of the Apes that comes out right now, I'm going to be into. Yeah. So I definitely want to check this out, especially if Circus is involved, mm-hmm. because that's that shit is magic, yeah. what they're doing. There's, It's indistinguishable from magic, mm-hmm. is, is the stuff they're working on. I'm sure there'll be a few references to the movies in there and things like that. So I think so. That's going to be cool. Mm-hmm. I, I think that could work really well. It's a really interesting, really compelling story, mm-hmm. the whole Planet of the Apes universe. I think it would make a good game. So yeah. I'm excited to check that out. Another one that I've been really excited for, they showed it at E3 last year at the Xbox conference. It's called We Happy Few. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it's got a release date now? Yep, uh, April 13th of next year. So, yeah, it's not, not my cup of tea. It's kind of a horror-like looking game. We'll see. Maybe I'll give it a shot because they announced this week, too, that it's going to come out. It was initially an Xbox exclusive. Now it's going to be a, come out on PS4 at the same time. So um, I think they changed studios, which had caused it to be delayed mm-hmm. um and so they changed studios um handed it over and now it's going to come out on on ps4 so um i'm i'm not a fan of of the exclusive stuff as it is um i think that it, it hurts gamers as opposed to you know hurting the the companies um so when when they come out in all consoles i think it's i think it's a better deal because mm-hmm. everyone gets to play it the company also who puts it out makes more money you mm-hmm. know that's dumb if, if you put it just on one console so yep yeah i think it's cool i think i think i'm, I'm glad that they that they did that and i think it's good that more gamers are good to play it we happy few interesting concept it's the future it's not the future it's the past mm-hmm. set in britain 
and everyone is required to take a drug that makes them happy all the time. Mm -hmm. And so they don't understand the terrible shit that's going on around them. And your character goes off the drug. Mm -hmm. So you start seeing shit as it actually is. And it's kind of like a horror survival type thing. It's got a really interesting aesthetic, kind of a comic book looking feel. Mm -hmm. There's like these cops that have their faces painted like clowns. Yeah. Looks really fucking creepy. There was a really good featurette at E3 a couple years back uh, last year. I'm excited for this one. I'm definitely checking out. I'm so I'm super glad that's got a release date now because mm-hmm. um, now I know I'm gonna get to play it soon. Yeah. So that's it for news. I wanna I wanna close with this. Uh, we talked earlier about being in Vegas. Uh, one one of the nights we went to this place. If you haven't heard of it, uh, maybe you have. It's called Heart Attack Grill. Mm. It's in uh, old downtown Las Vegas. It's a really interesting themed place. Yeah. Heart Attack Grill. Uh, it's hospital themed. So when you walk in. They put a hospital gown on you. You mm-hmm. have to wear a hospital gown to go into this place. And all the waitresses, they don't call them waitresses. They call them nurses, and they're dressed as sexy nurses. <laughs> so immediately I'm in. There's funny things about this place. Their thing is about, they have a sign that says, Fighting Anorexia Since 2005, which mm-hmm. is when they opened. Mm-hmm. They also have a thing where all of their burgers are designed to kill you. <laughs> so... Um, hence the name Heart Attack Grill. Mm-hmm. Their burgers are called like the Double Bypass Burger, mm-hmm. the Triple Bypass Burger, all the way up to the Octuple Bypass Burger, mm-hmm. which apparently has the Guinness World Record for the most high-calorie burger mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah, it's almost ten thousand calories. It's a, it's, it's like nine pounds of meat. Mm-hmm. It's a shit. It's way too much fucking meat. Mm-hmm. So this place is really cool, right? It's yeah. got an interesting aesthetic. The nurses are cool. Um, the menu is really simple. They've got, the burgers were good. Yeah, very good. Um, here's a twist about this place and we didn't know this until we got there. Mm -hmm. You go in and once you order your food, if you don't finish all your food, what happens? You get paddled. You get paddled. (laughs) Your nurse slash waitress gets to whip your ass with a wooden paddle. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys know this. Cody never finishes his food. <laughs> like, maybe once a month, mm-hmm. I finish an entire meal. Yep. Um, the pressure was on. Mm-hmm. The pressure was on. And they don't let you share either. No, you're not allowed to share the food. You got to eat the whole thing yourself. Yep. I got a single bypass burger. You got a double. Mm-hmm. They're delicious burgers. You had no problem eating yours. Uh, I struggled a little bit at the end. Yeah. I, well, I, you, you, you put on a happy face like a champion, though. Yeah. I never doubted you for a second. <laughs> I doubted me for a long time. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to get through it. I choked it down. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have to get paddled. Yeah. But one of our friends did. Yeah. <laughs> we, um, our friend Fitz, he got, he got paddled by our waitress mm-hmm. and, uh, you know what let's do? Let's post, uh, let's post that video yeah. to our Twitter page <laughs> and we'll tag Fitz in it. Uh, so if you want to see Fitz get paddled by our waitress, uh, and that's all I'm going to tell you. That's, uh, that's all I'll tell you about that. Fitz gets paddled by the waitress. Um, so heart attack, heart attack grill in mm-hmm. Vegas, really cool themed place. Good food. Food was good. It was yeah. good. Um, yeah, I even got like a, I got a, a margarita. Um, and the, the, so the alcohol in it, you had to mix in yourself, which initially I thought was like, oh, this is dumb. But uh, it uh, actually came with a pill bottle. Um, and it has like a little funny description on it about, you know, drinking alcohol and it can kill you or whatever. But uh, yeah, I had a shot of Patron come in a, <laughs> come in a, a pill bottle. So I still got that. Which is kind of fun. But. It's a really cool touch. Mm-hmm. You know, they do all the hospital stuff. If you eat, like, one of the giant burgers, mm-hmm. and you finish the whole thing, they'll wheel you out in a wheelchair yeah. to the street. 
Another crazy thing about this place, if you weigh 350 pounds or more, mm-hmm. you eat for free yeah. at this place. You get as many single bypass burgers as you want. Which is insane. Yeah. Like, that seems like the opposite of what restaurants should yeah. be doing. But they, it's it's all very tongue-in-cheek. Um, and, and it's just, it's a really entertaining place. Yeah. Um, if you like to eat a lot of, I mean, it's a lot of food. Yeah. Um, I had a really hard time choking it all down. Yeah. Um, and that was just the single. Yeah. So... That was an interesting place. That was fun. It's always good to see your friend get his ass whipped. Yeah. So. <laughs> and uh, don't expect to do anything fun the rest of the night if oh, you no. eat it. It'll because shut you down. Because we, we went there. We were, like, looking for a place to eat. We almost went to, like, a – we almost ate, like, at a just a quick burger at a bar. Went to a Mexican place almost. Decided on this place because I think you saw it online or something. And we're like, all right, let's do it. We're, you know, we'll eat this food. We're all hungry. Yeah, this, if you're excited, we'll get some drinks. And then we all got out of there, and we we're like, "Uh, <laughs> let's go home, guys." And and so, uh, like, I went home within like two hours after eating. It was so hot, like, because we were in Vegas, and it was like 110 degrees every day. Mm. Even at night, it was still 90. It was it was and really then hot. Fremont Street was packed, um, so we decided to. I decided to go home. A couple other guys decided to to join me, and then you know, Cody stayed out and gambled until 4 a.m. again. <laughs> um, but no, like, we didn't we didn't get to do the party thing that night because we were we would have shat our pants. Yeah, that was rough. It was yeah. a lot of food. Good food, but a lot of it. Yeah. All right, so this has been episode six of the SoCo Show. Don't forget, check us out on your favorite podcast platform. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Also, check us out on YouTube. Uh, always a day later, but always on YouTube as well. Don't forget to comment wherever it is you listen. We want to hear from you guys. What do we need to talk about? What questions do you have for us to answer? Uh, let us know what you think of the show so far. Yeah. Uh, send us some email. We'll post that in the description down below. Tweet at us, at SoCo underscore show. Yep. Uh, don't miss out on great tweets. 200 uh, followers. Yeah, over 200, 210 followers now. Um, the major shout-outs this week uh, for the followers, we we got followed by... Um, Chris Brown Yeah, was Chris, one of them. Yep. Chris, we got followed by Chris Brown and Bruno Mars. Bruno, and, and Bruno's um, my boy. You know that. Oh, yeah. So uh, thanks to them. Um, they both, uh, <laughs> both retweet... Um, soccer, just like just like Nicki Minaj does. <laughs> Those three just all hang out they, and they, watch soccer. They love they love them some soccer. Um, that that's a that's a great uh, a great uh, combination, a good trio. You can you can follow them at Chris Brown. You can follow him at at S H I S Kin four one six five Shiskin and uh, Bruno Mars. You can follow at Lebadiva Lebadiva forty twenty six. The if you if you want to know which one it is, the Chris Brown has for his bio official Chris Brown, <laughs> and Bruno Mars is just me. So, <laughs> so there you go. Give those guys a follow. Um, make sure you follow though. Uh, check out Jared Buckendall and his his uh, his Twitter page at Jared Buckendall. Uh, also check out his YouTube page where you can find his reviews. He had a couple of reviews. We've been slacking because we've been out doing crap. We're behind. Um, so you'll see a couple of videos. We'll have one this week probably for. Uh, we're going to see Logan Lucky this week. We'll do yep. a ride home from that. Yep. As well as probably next week we'll do a Hitman's Bodyguard uh, yep. ride home from that. So you'll see that on his page. So check out his reviews of that. Once, you're done, once you've seen it, check out our ride home. Make sure you follow his YouTube page as well uh, so you can see us and him. So Yeah. Get at us everywhere you need. And uh, that's it for this week. We will be back next week, Episode 7. This is Cody Michael for Seth Ott signing off. See you next time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>